0: Welcome to the Stevo and Goody podcast. We just want to take an opportunity this real quick to welcome you. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the trials and tribulations of a couple of
1: particularly good-looking hunters. I'm <laughs> <laughs> traipsing around the Australian Too young, very good-looking, and tall. Yeah, tall. <laughs> Freakishly tall.
2: <laughs>
0: Americans who are trapped in Down Under. The- and uh, our experiences living over here and hunting here and elsewhere
1: around the world. We're going to get on with that today, so stay tuned. It's the Steve-O and Goody Show, live from...
0: Well, we're not really live.
1: We're not even close to live. In fact, by the time you're hearing this, we may even be dead.
0: (laughs) Today, we are coming at you live from the Limpopo province of South Africa with RSS Safaris at the tail end of our hunt, our last night here. So we're a bit excited to... uh, have you on the show we know the last season we talked a lot about coming to, to Africa and hunting with Neil and Red Sands we, we got so jealous about Josh and Andrew's experience here that we had to come and experience it for ourselves so here we are we're here we finally made it we made it we've got
1: some esteemed guests with us today I'm just gonna let them introduce themselves yeah so, so to my left this is Neil. I am the owner and outfitter of red
3: Sands safaris all the way from South Africa a guest on the show previously
0: Yes. Yep, episode number eight of season one.
4: I am Neville. Uh, I'm the hunting coordinator. I'm Mule's left hand. And... uh, He rocks.
0: (laughs) He rocks. Okay. Okay. Hi there,
5: guys. I'm uh, Edwin. Uh, I'm the oldest, boldest, and shortest of them all. Yes. Uh, And uh, I had the privilege to be with Goody and Steve this week. Thanks
1: for having me. Also the prettiest. By far the prettiest. (laughs) By far the prettiest. (laughs) I find him an attractive young man. And best smelling. But that's a different podcast.
0: And, and best smelling, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you, you guys smell each other? Well, we spend a lot of time in hides together. So. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in close quarters with Goody. I, I know how that works. So.
1: And I'm, he's got that other business with the stabilizers with the double D batteries that yeah, yeah. were Ch- very useful in a hide today. But that's, a different, again, an entirely different podcast. Chicks are stabilizers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So.
0: Okay. So, Goody.
1: Yes been
0: a challenging hunt this week we want to talk to you first because goody actually had the last kill like tonight yes and he's very excited about it and so we want to talk a little bit about that
1: first okay tell me all about it goody it was very exciting it was um it was a roland ward we reckon diker um that came in just on dusk i was with edwan um it has been a challenging hunt as we all know for me because i Made the mistake of chasing one particular animal which was unsuccessful. So, actually, to wrap up the hunt, although I've got a half day tomorrow. Which was um, what? Which was? What was the animal? What? To kick my ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the it was one. buffalo. Yeah, okay. Right. Kate Buff. Kate I'm oh, sorry. We'll edit that out later. Sorry. Just processing my feelings at the moment. So, it was, um, it was actually quite an amazing hunt, actually. I was with Edwan in the stand. And the, um, the animal actually came 10 meters in front of us. Um, did a matrix-style string duck that f- duck at 10 meters? Yes, we can edit it out. I'm just saying that. No, I
0: probably won't. But we're going to. Uh, oh, I'll put the
1: video on. Yeah. will put the video on the Facebook page so you guys can have a look and at. And it the, shrunk its body. Yeah, like it didn't. Anyway, it was quite amazing. And then decided it needed to die, so it looped back around and how... how Far did it go out? Maybe another ten or fifteen meters out. Yes. And then looped back in.
5: It looped back in and uh, it was foraging for a while, and then it came back to the water. Yeah. And eventually, uh, Goody took a shot at about nineteen yards. Yeah. And uh, the animal went down.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was done. And it was. Um, and then we went over I to was, I was checked it out. And I think we had a, a viewed it was a nice looking animal. But then when we got back, um, Neil was able to to measure it up, and it looks like it's
4: it's unique. It's It's
1: it's got a unique horn shape
4: to it, yeah, and uh, it's definitely a a very nice profile.
1: Yeah, and I kind of get kind of a weird kind of turn of events in terms of how it kind of went back. I've never even thought an animal would ever get shot at and come back. So apparently, it obviously had some emotional issues and needed to. Well, they don't. You're just lucky. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. Well, I also thought actually. Well, one of the things i have not meant. I'll mention to be open to be transparent with our listeners. Um, the peg that we had the lead rope tied to it on only (laughs) at a radius of about 15 (laughs) meters so it's only really ever going to go that far
2: (laughs)
4: luckily you can't see that on the video you can't
1: no we've hidden that so it's very good and um and neil's got a fantastic petting zoo slash safari outfit here but we'll get to that later so i've
0: been looking i I told him to get the brass bells out but he said they're still being polished that's right that's right for the photos so. so yeah so it's we also have uh, actually one apology this evening. Mm-hmm. So, Mrs. Goody, who we talked about having on this podcast multiple times while we were in Africa, has fallen with a flu. Mm-hmm. And so she's actually lying
1: down. And yeah. most of us have fallen down with the flu this week. It's been f- Hit crazy. Me really And hard. I didn't think her species could actually get the flu. I know, It's right? very, very surprising that she could do that without...
0: Maybe it's got something to do with the heat, like the difference in... Yeah, heat. that's like right. A, you know, kind of like as reptiles, they adapt. Yeah, to it. that's it. And that's it takes exactly a longer right. To, that's right. To get but to she f- you go. cleaned up, mate.
1: Yeah. My taxidermy bill. She shot. So what so, did
3: she go through? Well, she shot so many animals this week. It's kind of maybe nature's way of just getting her back. So yeah, <laughs> with yeah. The flu. So yeah, yeah, She's been killing nature off with some good zebra hunting, red beast, black impala, and a common impala. So mm. she did well.
1: Yeah. And she, she
4: finished uh, like in four days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and um, she kicked uh, Goody's ass like a bitch in heat it was <laughs> awful man. like a red-headed stepchild like she yeah it was awful
3: kind of sounds like you're used to it by now it's the story of my life
1: let <laughs> she, me tell you about when i went floor shopping no, no we've already been she that. dropped you like a toilet seat why
4: don't you consider yeah. taking up rifle
1: hunting uh, yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's a- tempting after this <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I, 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 have a, <laughs> I have a
4: 308 for you to use in the morning
1: that's not no <laughs> we're not going there yet i got one last day of bow hunting but I'll tell you what, I was going to use a Gatling gun yeah. about two days ago.
3: We forgive you, Goody, we forgive you. I'm not sure if you'd hit something.
1: Right? I, I, no, I don't think I would have. My uh, problem's not hitting it. It's not seeing it. okay. Oh, yes, that's it. So And we've learned some Afrikaans. Yes. So we're going to learn some Afrikaans today. We've got some native speakers here. Yeah. So, in fact, I think the story comes from Ed Warren. Yeah, yeah. Ed would you care for our listeners in slow... Methodical steps, so that our listeners can understand your term. That's kind of been what we like to call a rallying call here at the, <laughs> the Red the, Sand Safari. This it's a
5: large, yes. So go through the story, shall we? All right. Uh, to make a long story short, I uh, arrived at uh, Red Sand Safaris in my newly acquired Subaru. And uh, (laughs) my outfit uh, asked me whether I had a choice in color of the handbag that I got with my vehicle. (laughs) Uh, Also, I arrived in a pair of black uh, soft shoes Uh, for the breakfast event. uh, little did I know that I was going to have the first sitting in the pop-up blind in the very same soft shoes. (laughs) So, uh, after Neville saw the shoes and I made the comment, uh, clean biki gay is okay. It became uh, the thing for the week. Meaning of "climbicky gay is okay" is basically a little bit of gay is okay,
2: which is not
5: really the truth. But anyway, that the
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so now we say it to each other um, See, we, thirty times a day. Yeah,
1: and, and we like to celebrate diversity here, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Steve and he So, climbicky gay is okay. That's it. That's it. Is it though?
4: <laughs> Well, oh man! You can apply it to so many uh, yes, you scenarios. Yes, so, so yeah. that's why it's so yeah.
1: hunting Subarus.
0: Yeah, well, both of us had the opportunity to hunt with all all of the all of the PHs, the professional hunters and guides. Mm-hmm. Um, except Guy, I didn't get to shoot with Guy, but which is yeah. neither here nor there. But um, but yeah, all the guys that are sitting at this table that we both had a chance to hunt with at least yeah. one time, and so that's pretty awesome. So. Talk a little bit about mine now, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, so. Go for it, man. I was the um, slayer of the week, I guess. I, I killed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Very uh, productive hunt. Very productive hunt. Um, But one of the most impressive things of the week was my big Impala. I shot two Impala, but one was very big. And uh, Neil measured it, so I'll let Neil, Neil tell you a little bit about
3: that. So, yes, Impalas are. One of our more common species so we do see a lot of them and people sometimes think they shoot a big one until you see stevos which is a very very big one uh, he scores right about in every record book you can look it up in and we are all very proud of steve for making a very good shot because i know a few guides that might suffer, smother him in his sleep if he made a bad shot on that Impala.
2: <laughs> but, yeah but Definitely. He
3: didn't. And great shot. The Impala went down and we measured it to 26 and a quarter inches. Which, which is massive. Is v- well, it's hard to provide a frame of reference, but it is very, very big. Mm. Now, the funniest part about this one is we've been, I've been
0: filming all of my hunts. And this particular one, and I had Edwan with me, and Edwan was handling the camera, and all of my hunts, we got a whole lot of footage of everything. In my very big Impala, I have nine seconds of video. Did you at least get the shot? I got the shot. That's you right. got the shot, so you got the most important part. Yeah, I got the shot. The well, money shot. The it's money right. shot, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: that's
3: right. Yeah. You could see the arrow.
0: Shot more times in the face than Jenna Jameson.
1: That's it, <laughs> that's, that's right. right.
3: That's right. Wow. <laughs> so, for the people that have been listening, <laughs> you would notice that both the Big Impala and Big Diker was guided by Edwin. So when you book your hunt, please feel free to put in requests because his time is limited. <coughs> by that I mean on this earth. Yes, so- it's advanced <laughs> <there. That's right. laughs> That's it. Yeah, because he's like a year younger than Goody.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and I'm 287 years old. That's right. (laughs) Anyways, but
0: one thing we want to talk about, since I don't have a lot of footage of it, it was a really funny story. So I'm going to let Edwan tell
5: that story because he was handling the camera. Right, yes. uh, Handling the camera is a little bit of an overstatement. I almost forgot to to handle the camera in this situation. (laughs) Um, Myself and Steve was busy reviewing some... Uh, photo footage on on my cellular phone and uh, What is good about this hunt is Steve actually noticed the animal approaching uh, the, uh, the hide first as he looked up I was still fidgeting with my phone and Steve uh, Just gave one very short sentence and it went like this. That's my buck and uh, he went immediately went to full draw And at this stage, I realized the camera was not on. I had to first open up the camera, switch it on. Steve's camera goes out of zoom as soon as it's switched off or goes on to standby. So I had to zoom in. And exactly three seconds after zooming in, he let the arrow fly. Perfect shot placement. There's some footage that uh, Steve's got of a center shot through the heart. Massive, massive damage to the heart. The animal went about 35 yards
3: down. Beautiful, beautiful specimen. He was a really good one. He was. And that's not the only thing that Steve has been slaying this week. So <laughs> he, had, he arrived in camp pretty sick, and he dispatched all that sickness throughout all of the guides yeah. and most of the other hunters. Yeah. So there yeah. is a few pending results, but we might lose a few people
2: within yes. the next week. That's possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's really hard to get antibiotics this far out in the bush. I think I'm going first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, mate. I'll yeah. be the pallbearer at your funeral.
1: Yeah, that's alright. So nice. Neville has the slight like, twinge of a meth addict at the moment. And his eyes all looked all yeah. fucked up and he it just looks like he's rode hard and put away wet. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, but bad.
3: definitely a shoulder mount, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> definitely <that's> a shoulder <laughs> mount. That's correct.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: So, what else. Th- what all did you shoot this
1: week? I just the Warthog. So I, I hunted the buffalo for five and a half days. Yeah. Um, got a couple of close calls, but couldn't do it. The wind killed us principally, really. Um, and we couldn't get a, a proper kind of shot angle on it. And that's kind of not the animal you want to fuck up. Like, I, like the diker. I wasn't afraid if we grew it up that it would charge. Um, I, I don't think anybody... You haven't heard of anyone dying from a diker charge? No, you would have been the first. First, yes. So, um, but a buffalo, on the other hand, may yeah. Not. yeah the only the only animal i wouldn't well i would prefer to wound over the buffaloes. so just to give you that sense man i i I was very conscious of not wounding that animal so yeah we just couldn't get the right angle but we saw a lot of cool stuff and in fact we saw a warthog that i ultimately wound up shooting it's not a huge warthog by any stretch but big body interesting character And, and that was it and then we had a shot on a bush buck that did a matrix style kind of duck as did the diker so hasn't been the the biggest bag limit that i've had in my hunt, but it's certainly been an amazing experience
0: in last year's season we had talked a lot about in our ethical hunting series about distance and shot placement and wounding animals mm-hmm. and things like that and i'd said that i have never wounded an animal that i haven't been able to recover mm-hmm. so i'm going to be very transparent and that mm-hmm. happened to me this week Unfortunately for Neville, he was there for both of them.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, well, at least I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah that's wow.
0: true. That's true. So, the very first one, uh, I, I learned a very valuable lesson um, about hunting in groups. So, hunting in herds. And so, where there's multiple animals like tight together. We had a, a very nice Impala ram come in. I was at full draw when a bunch of U's came and circled around. I was holding the full draw, and they, the U's cleared off one by one, but the unfortunate thing was is there was one that was the exact same body size, and from where we were sitting, it looked like the, it looked like it was the ram, and so I didn't realize there was
4: a U standing in front of the ram, and so I shot the U. It is a difficult situation when that happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, that ram gave you two or three seconds when he came in and he was still alone but it happened so fast i mean it's always um, i mean hindsight is a wonderful thing so you can always sit here and think i should have done that i should have done that but yeah. things happened so fast that day and that those impala used just encircled that ram and and honestly um given the time of day as well it was it was very late mm. um not too late though but but mm. the sun was already almost gone and um they're kicking up dust there's a whole bunch of them at the same time and mm. i mean it's just a judgmental mistake i mean these things happen absolutely and i felt i felt pretty horrible about that but uh
0: neville and neil and Edvon and, and goody as well mm. um mentioned to you know they kind of talked to me about how that it's a good learning experience and that i needed to you know you can hunt for going on 30 years and still make a mistake which is a good thing to understand and realize and mm. so kind of figure that as like my traffic fine like yeah you've done something wrong but don't do it again um but then we got into the rest of my week yeah so so the next uh, the next day actually Edvon and i went out for the first time and edwin and i were out together most of the week actually so we shot my first impala it was actually still quite a quite a decent impala yeah it's a big old ram
4: with thick horns and yeah you can't really ask for more
0: yeah, and I was only going to shoot one impala. That was my, my whole plan, was to shoot just the one. And then the next day was when the, the, big, the big Impala ram happened that we just told you the story about. The following day, my wife, I had no intention of going after a zebra, but my wife saw on Facebook Messenger the, the zebra rug in the lodge and put in an order. <laughs> <laughs> I would like one of those, please. It's a nice order to have. Yeah, it costs almost as much as all my other animals put together. (laughs) So that's how she knows she's loved. So love you, honey. Um, Yeah, so that was pretty much that. And so we went out that day and I had an opportunity to take a really, really nice stallion uh, with some amazing patterning on it with the uh, help of Edwan again. Edwan the Great, that's what we're going to start calling (laughs) you. And um, so the unfortunate thing was is we were on a new concession, which is not a bad thing because um, these animals hadn't really been hunted. But because we were in a new concession, they locked us in. Like, we were in the hide and didn't know we were locked in the hide until we...
1: Sounds like a couple of university nights back. I, I know. We'll talk about that later. I know. Different podcast.
0: <laughs> and I'm I'm a bit claustrophobic, so as soon as I found out that door was locked, I struggled with that a bit. However, we waited and waited and waited, uh, because Kat was shooting her... She didn't shoot anything that day. Mm.
2: Yeah, we were but trying were, to look for a harder beast, yeah, but we couldn't find it.
0: Yeah, and then right as they were pulling up to the truck, we'll let Edwin tell this part. That's much more fun.
5: Now, just to get back to the uh, the the zebra hunt. Uh, fortunately, I had very good footage of that, with the zebra coming in, with a full shot as as the zebra went out. Um, on on the zebra approaching the water, I did some target indication to to Steve and. Told him exactly where to shoot on the top of the sergeant stripes, and this specific animal had a little white spot on there, just in no. front of the saddle. No. <laughs> well,
2: the challenge is. No, for future reference, of way, yeah. Yeah. For Plus future
5: it. reference, I'd like Steve uh, to utilize this video when anybody wa- asks you for a textbook shot placement. Mm. Don't say anything. Just Play, play the video. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that was really, that was a fantastic um, shot placement. The animal went about 150 s- yards still, uh, showing how tough yes. they are. very, actually. very tough. And yeah. that, that was a shot that severed top of the heart, double lung shot. And mm. it still went
0: about yeah, 150 yards. It was a perfect shot. Yeah, perfect um, shot. But it was um, running
4: dead. Yeah, he, he, um, he made us track him a bit, but there was good blood, which um, if there's good blood, you can always track. So
0: Yeah, it was a good day. And then right before Neville and Kat came back with the, with the truck or the bucky.
5: Can I just add to this quickly? Yeah, I, I, found, I found a way to uh, get uh, Steve a little bit relaxed in, in that hide after we realized the door was locked because um, I kept replaying this Zebra video. And eventually I got his attention away from that. Um, when he was a little bit relaxed, he opened a side window and he was... Uh, basically on his elbows through the side window contemplating whether he's going to get out the hide through the window or not and this is when he actually uh identified his next target that's true i was that's right i was hanging out the window yeah. that's why you didn't yeah. see it yeah
0: that's right then the uh, the second one i had a, a a really nice warthog walk in not a beast or anything but a, a very nice warthog it was on my list so he came up to 20 meters on the dot a drink and uh had a sow with him, and um yeah, just had to wait for him to just them to separate enough to get the clean shot and um she walked away and left him wide open and uh quartering away quartering typical away woman, typical woman
5: yeah. again perfect shot placement yeah, you Te- smoked, yeah. textbook shot placement big went to about twenty five yards yeah. had a death run. Um, took some bushes out the ground. Had a proper plow in the in the earth, and it was found by our specialist tracker. Abel. It earth. was
0: it was like the, that muzzy hybrid broadhead, like turned on a faucet. Because yeah. he was just throwing yeah. blood yeah.
4: like the blood was like on top of the water still. Yeah. Like yeah, in, yeah. In the shallows, in the mud where he was standing. Yeah. It was full it, on. It like and, it looked like yeah. paint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: He, he was a bloody sucker, man. Yeah. And then during the week, I um, so we uh, took the couple of small game as well. Got we a chance to go wing shooting with um Neil here, and I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for some reason. So, but um, yeah, but that was a good time. And then last night was my last night to hunt because I had one more animal that I could have taken. And I decided that, well, if it's going to come in, it has to be something really exceptional for me to consider to shoot it. I had a very, very big uh, warthog come in. And uh, Neville coached me through how to get the shot on him because we were struggling with anything that was coming in from that side, me getting a decent
4: shot on. But he was, sorry, can I just interrupt you? He yeah. was drinking uh, facing us. Yeah. So there was no shot. Yeah. So uh, knowing warthogs so well is... The moment they stop drinking, they don't hang around. They just drink and and they'll be off again. So I told you that remember that you're going to only have a few seconds to make this shot because um, I'm going to try and stop him Mm. as he stopped drinking and started walking off. And that's exactly what happened. But I'll let you continue on that. Yeah.
0: So what happened on that one is he said, Come to draw because he saw that he was about to turn. So I came to full draw and he turned stepped neville made a a big noise to to get him to stop and so i i placed my shot and released and it looked good but it just didn't feel right and it didn't look right and it didn't sound quite right and so we um we watched the video footage again before we got out and we couldn't we were trying to determine whether i'd actually missed him or not so after playing the footage back probably a thousand times, we actually realized that he did take a step, and ducked, and string jumped. Yeah, and string jumped. So he jumped. He went up, yeah.
4: and then so, anyways, ended up hitting him about three inches low. Yeah, and I think what also it was a bit deceiving because he was he was away from the water, so he was a bit further than yeah. he thought, and uh, things happened very fast. So yeah. <laughs> You tend to, to not take that into consideration um and I think he was at about twenty five meters instead of twenty instead of twenty yeah which was... anybody
0: any archer will know that that's yeah. that's just where you need to you need to make sure you know the distance on the, that particular shot because it changed there's a little drop there but this morning neville and uh, neil's brother Peter came out and took us out and we Tracked it for a few hours, and we found good blood, and we found stomach, and we found all kinds of bits and pieces on them, and unfortunately, the, everything stopped, and we couldn't go any further, and so I was pretty devastated about that last night. So transparency, to be told, mm-hmm. I was very emotional, and if you've listened to our first season podcast, when we were talking about the emotions of wounding an animal, mm-hmm. I didn't I did have a lot of experience with that, and I gave Goody a bit of grief about it. And yes, um, yes, he did. I did, and I felt that emotion last right. night.
1: But worried. I, being the better man, did not give him any grief. He did.
0: He will. He, just, um, he just. He was smart enough not to do it on the day because yeah. he might have slit his throat. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I'm sure by the end of next week he'll be like, "Hey, guess what?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "Glenn, Biggie guess, okay?" Hey. <laughs> Anyways, so that was uh, that was the highlight of that, I think. Yeah,
1: and it's been quite an experience for the non-hunters as well. So my daughter joined us, um, which is a challenge when you Jeez. bring your twelve-year-old. <laughs> oh. Woo! Hold on. Good Time, over. Time out. Time out.
0: Somebody needs to change Goody's napping.
1: <laughs> oh, I ripped a killer. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh.
0: It's all this good South African
1: it's food. I'm telling you. is some not, spices in this food. That's not so good anymore. Yeah, that's... <laughs>
4: That's, that's bad.
0: Our cook Jean is an amazing cook. Yeah, it, it, her food is not do good things in his oh, tummy. I don't think
4: it's the cook. I think there's something in his stomach, like working the opposite.
3: Way. Yeah, <laughs> <there's> something <laughs> crawled up there yeah, yeah. and
4: yeah. That's it. That's it. It's toxic yeah.
5: stuff. Yes, but I just want to get back to uh, one thing that I said to Steve this uh, this week. Um, every time after he made a shot and, and it was a good shot, I was double as excited as him i couldn't breathe i was i was so excited and uh, uh i mentioned something that 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 my father taught me and he, he he once said that once uh you reach a point in your life where you don't get excited about anything uh you stop doing it immediately yeah. and uh, this is why this way. is why i could still also understand um, why steve was so emotional last night because that's also important, mm. one should not only get excited about the hunt, but you should, should also feel the remorse and the and the, the the emotion of of wounding something or losing something mm. you're mm. obviously taking a life, you're harvesting uh, an animal for for good use, but uh, always remember to to stay excited and still respect your quarry Yeah. Agreed.
2: yeah. Agreed.
0: so one of the things that I, I really enjoyed I actually managed to come a few days before Goody to the. Two, two red sand safaris good he was here before me but i came to the to the lodge first and so i got to spend a few days alone with neil
3: and we had a good time yeah we did we uh, had to pick out all the animals and um, just clean all the shackles and, and all the <laughs> ropes and everything that we used to tie it all down Get the so ear tags off. yeah we had to <laughs> to just yeah. Lick them out of the barn, Let them out of yeah. the barn, and all yeah. all the fun stuff you can do
1: before getting exposed yeah. to sunlight.
0: <laughs> I did earn my first night's stay here by polishing the brass
1: bells. Leave your love life out of this, man.
0: Well, I would, but and then we yeah. never.
1: Used... Oh, you're talking about polishing brass bells. Sorry, I thought... yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about what you polished out. In <laughs> <laughs> back. About
1: a couple hours ago, what are you
0: talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so it was nice. Uh, Neville took me on a nice game drive we went out, I'm oh, sorry, Neil took me on a nice game drive and uh, we went out to, um, I don't what was the name of that place? Which one? The game drive place oh, we went. Oh, Mabalingue. Went to Mabalingue. Yes,
3: Nature Reserve. Yep. And
0: went out and had a guy telling us, driving around and showing us the different animals all around the game reserve, which was nice because uh, Neil had the opportunity to really kind of show me like up close what i was looking for what i'm like pointing at places for me to aim and telling how the difference between some of the males and females and how to tell when someone is good and one is bad um even though some of that was through binoculars it was it was a really good good experience and it i think it really helped me set up for the week um the other thing that we got to do that was really cool was we, neil had one of his friends come over um and we went wing shooting chasing um franklin franklin guinea fowls and doves yeah yeah Yeah, so we were chasing them and that was really really good fun and um and then yesterday uh mrs goody and little mrs goody yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and myself had an opportunity to go to um the taxidermist, which is uh, Nels Nost- Nost- Nels Nellström taxidermy. taxidermy, and I got to take a really cool tour through there and got a bunch of video footage on the whole process. And uh, Neville was showing me how my impala stacked up next to the ones that were there that looked really big. He goes, "Yeah, that's not as big." And so that was really nice to, to yeah. hear. Which was nice.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of impala in there. Yeah, like. Like, everybody shoots an Impala, it's so it's such an iconic species. Mm. Um, and uh, it's not that it's easy to hunt them, there's just a lot of them around, um, but this one is an exceptional trophy, and even though there were so many in there, we could we could still see that yours is going to be...
0: Yeah. So, bigger. just like Jake's earlier one, this one is also... Is it Roland? Roland, Ward, yeah. Roland Ward and SCI Gold, mm. whatever. Um so I'm not really familiar with those scoring systems, but they tell me that it's really nice and it's really big and it makes me really ship. happy. It's
3: big, 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 stuff. It's big, big stuff. stuff. big stuff.
0: Yeah, big stuff. Big stuff. So now that we've gotten past kind of the, the Bane thing, I want to ask some of the the uh, professional hunters some questions.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, so how what do you... do you turn on? Do you like walks in the... Po- oh, different podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> What's your sign? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what kind of heels do you like to wear out in the book? <laughs> do you screw on the first date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what color handbag would you
3: yeah. buy, buy me a coffee first.
0: <laughs> so I was about to ask Goody, like, how many pairs of underwear, how many times he's changed his underwear this week, but then I realized... I've been
1: freeballing the whole week.
0: He doesn't have any underwear on, so... And then, you s- wonder, and then you wonder why you didn't shoot a buffalo.
1: I'll tell you what, right that free bowling, man. I don't know. That free I think I think he liberating.
0: I think he ate the buffalo because that's what smells. <laughs> it smells like a dead buffalo in here.
1: That smells <laughs> like a bag of ass. That's... And I mean, even I can't even take that smell. But no, I've been free balling the whole week. I never wanted to wear a hunt, but don't, the boys out. Going commando. <laughs> well, otherwise you get all chaffed and especially if you're walking. around. Because huh. we did a lot of spotting, stalking, and walking around. You rub the fucking little fella after the first day. You take two days to recover. You are pilly-pilly. My pilly, pill. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: pilly
1: Pilly, yeah. Klein Pilly Pilly. That's it. For our for listeners, look up Klein Pilly Pilly in Afrikaans to English Google. Uh,
0: that's goody's way of saying I'm hung like a like a field mouse.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Hung like a hamster. <laughs> Two babies and a Tic Tac. <laughs>
2: right.
0: Would you like to freshen your
1: breath? All I'm saying <laughs> is, yeah. So, getting back to your your ph questions
0: yeah moving on so <laughs> i'd like to ask the three of you individually and we'll go the opposite way so we'll go to edwin first what was your most enjoyable part of this week
5: well it's uh, it's it'll be unfair to to isolate a single incident so um i would just like to combine it by saying it's it's actually a privilege to 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 meet new friends to to hunt mm-hmm. with them to guide them to listen to their their experiences, their opinions, things they things they've done, things they still want to do in future. So, if I have to say what was the best thing for me this whole week is actually the the bonds and and the friendships that we made. Mm. Yes, uh, the main purpose of of the hunt was to actually hunt animals, but. Um, uh, one should take it as a whole package and then being with friends, being being with new friends, being being with colleagues and friends, that's just
3: so, so uh, valuable. Edwin is just being modest. He just wants to say the best thing about the hunt is once he gets paid. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's, that's true, actually. <laughs> that's yeah. Well, we're still waiting for that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what about you, mate? Um... There's a lot of moments in a hunt like this where, where you would think, oh, that one, that, that's a good one. And then you, you think more and then you think, no, but wait, what about this moment? So there's many of those. There's too many to, to actually pinpoint one. But there is one that I can think of and uh, she's not present at the moment. But Kat, when she, um, she really badly wanted to shoot a common Impala, and we hunted hard. I mean, we hunted with a rifle for this thing, but... Um, or she hunted rifle and uh, everybody thinks you know by hunting rifle it's much easier but it's not Um, we were stalking on foot it's dry it's noisy uh, the wind swirls all the time it gets it gets really hot and uh, we had to hunt these things properly fair chase and uh, they made us work we had a lot of impala in the scope where i called it off because they just weren't good enough or big enough and i really wanted her to shoot a proper impala and and when the moment eventually came one afternoon she made an absolute perfect shot just like i expected from her and i could see the impala ran away and uh, when i found the impala just a few yards away or a few meters away um, she was delighted he was mm. to see the expression on her face and and the other thing that made it even better was she had her daughter with her mm. she hunted with us Zoe, so uh, they shared that moment and i was there to 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 guide them through that moment and
3: that to me mm. is always very nice
1: mm. very special moment. No.
3: how about you mr neil becker well i have some bad moments that i would start with is sitting on the back of the truck in the early mornings when it's minus a good Julian degrees. Mm-hmm. That's, that <laughs> pretty much sucks. Mm-hmm. And what do the, you
4: mean, you driving the
3: truck? All well, the <laughs> sometimes I sit in, sit in the, the back. The
1: heater didn't work.
3: <laughs> yeah, when the heater's broken, it sucks. So, a lot of first world problems over here. So, no, a good thing about, the well, my favorite thing about the Hun would be, I would say because Cat also shot a black impala. That was pretty pretty nice. Mm. Getting, getting a good black impala was very nice. But I think the highlight would be chasing buffalo <laughs> for five days. And then eventually pulling back on a warthog. Mm. Shooting the warthog. And finding that warthog dead. Mm. And just having five days worth of hunting. Emotion. Just dumb. <laughs> yes. All over you. Because... Yeah. It builds up to a point where you just, everybody gets frustrated and everybody gets anxious and the arrows are not flying and then all of a sudden it it just comes together, make a good shot, follow up, find the animal and then you can just relax, celebrate, have a cigar and Mm, mm. high fives all around. So that's probably my favorite part of the, the trip so far.
1: You, Mr. well Mr. I- ironically Brady? that was going to be mine because um neil was with me on that and that was again five and a half days of just brutal soul crushing <laughs> um I, yeah i mean that was it was like trying to get laid in high school um it just wasn't happening despite the attempt and um and and, it, and when i shot the warthog and that was a 27 meter shot quartering away and the funny bit was it went right through it the warthog ran a bit and didn't even really know it had been hit And then it kind of ran away. And Then we hear the crashing in the bush. And we got out of the the blind to go check it out. And the buff came in. So we had to sit back and wait an hour to hunt buff as they were coming in. And then to go get the warthog. And then we weren't successful in the buff hunt. And then to come out and to see the dead pig, what, 40, 50 meters tops from where it had been shot. And it felt like such a relief. I've never been more excited about anything because it was just... Even though it wasn't the buffalo, it was a, it was a conclusion to that hunt because that was going to be the last day we were hunting the buff. And, um, and so for me, that was definitely the highlight. But also on a personal note, I'm going to just uh, get an extra moment in um, to see Zoe and Katrina have such an amazing time with Neville and everybody else. And Zoe's shooting 17 out of 20 with the twenty two. Yeah. 22, yeah. yeah. Um, one, it kind of gives me comfort that she's inherited her mother's eye-hand coordination, not mine. Um, I don't know. Because yours was, is, is, like is like a, a duck on asset. Duck on acid. acid, duck on acid I'm man. happy for her for that, yeah. Yeah, but uh, whether it turns into a, um, whether it turns into a, a shooting career, I don't know, but I'm, I'm comforted by the fact that if she does want to hunt, she's got the skill to do it. And again, I appreciate Ed Wan's coaching, because I saw the video of that. And, um, and to get the report when I came back that, you know, 17 out of 20 shots. Shit, I, I don't think, I don't think I've got 17 out of...
2: 120
1: shots. At a we could
4: start her on a buffalo.
1: Uh, probably, mate. Uh, yeah. right. Just to get
5: uh, get to uh, the detail of that story, um, the shots was taken at uh, 50 yards. At a target, uh, a little um, a steel gong, uh, the size of a cricket ball. So it was not the side of a barn, as Steve referred to earlier on. So it was a very small target. That's incredible. Uh, with a 2-2. First time in a life shooting a... a yeah. a. Uh, um, Rifle. A a rifle, rifle. Because um, she won't we, touch any of mine. I we mean, first, at all, so. we first did some shots with subsonic rounds, and <laughs> then after we did the the normal. How did you round.
4: convince her to do that?
5: No, uh, I uh, It was actually Neil's um, suggestion we take her out, and I made the suggestion to her. And yeah. They agreed That's great. immediately.
1: Because just to give a bit of history, every time I've offered to take her to the rucks, I've got a little twenty two. Yeah. Oh, no, it's too loud. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. Whatever. And then to see that video. Was just an amazing. So
4: here in Africa,
1: we make it happen. That's it, mate. That's Again, it. Uh,
5: I got all excited with her hitting the target, but the the, uh, the the biggest reward of the whole exercise was seeing the expression on her face yeah. every time she hit that target. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. It was very nice.
1: That's fantastic. And you, Stevo?
5: Oh,
0: that's a really tough one. I think it, I, I know. I started this question, but I'm I'm a little. <laughs> mm. I had a lot of great, great. Um, I'd probably say that shooting my Impala, my big Impala, made the whole trip worth it. But I think my favorite, I guess, event of the whole week was actually hanging out with um, Neville and um, Edwan at the campfire half the night one night. And just talking about hunting and fishing and kind of really comparing how all of our interests are very the same even though they're different as far as location very true. and it was just a really really interesting bonding experience that wait i can't remember that yeah, that's because you, yeah. you had that much to drink uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, we've yeah, got a, another uh, video of you but that's a different uh, podcast uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, when you see yourself on the poster for Chicks with Stabilizers, just, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: don't worry. Yeah, I
4: know we'll make a killing there. Because
0: <laughs> <Yeah, that's right. laughs> I'll be selling ass on the corner. That's it? Yeah, that's that's it. it? That's it. <laughs> selling ass on the corner. Anyways, but that was pretty fun. Um, that's probably the highlight, just kind of really getting to do it. And then um, equally as great tonight was I um, got to take a nice long walk with Neil. It was, I mean, we had the ball with us, but it really wasn't hunting related. We were just chatting. And that was really nice. Like uh, Edwan had said before, it was the, the bonding experience that was probably the, the best thing because mm. you know, we've made lifelong friends mm. that we'll be keeping in contact with regularly. And you'll be hearing probably a fair few more podcasts in the future from Red Sand Safaris because we're already yeah. planning our next trips. Um, what do you got, Jake?
1: Um, In terms of what? In terms of the wrap-up thoughts? I Look, for me, it's been quite an emotional experience. I mean this is my my second crack at Cape Buffaloes and I've come up empty handed so look I've clearly got another another shot I'll have to do. Um but I think again I've got one more hunt tomorrow so who knows how it'll wrap up in terms of the body count. But I've had an amazing experience here, right? I mean the the experience with everybody here's been fantastic. And I think we can honestly say we gave it a good fucking crack, mate. I mean we didn't go soft on any of this stuff so from my perspective it's been an amazing experience it was we kind of anticipated it way back when when we spoke to neil in the in the interview and to see it now kind of come to completion it's been quite incredible and and i know look i know katrina's quite sick um which is unfortunate but i know she's had an amazing time right and this is Mm -hmm. something and zoe who was almost in hysterics about not wanting to come here um because it was you know she's already coming back as well right she's Saying how amazing it is, and you can't believe we've got to go home already. Um, so, I, look, it's just been an outstanding experience. And I think mm. um, for me, it, it reinforces the idea that a quality hunt isn't about what you get in the ground. It's yeah. actually about the process you take to get there and the journey you take to get there. So, mate, I'm absolutely stunned. Well, I know we talked in the past in previous podcasts about
0: because um, you've done a lot of hunting with outfitters,
2: mm. Mm. but this
0: is my first time hunting with an outfitter. Mm. And I was rather concerned about hunting with an outfitter because I know a lot of outfitters and I know how they, they operate. Mm. And so I was a bit concerned about that. Um, but my, my worries were really laid to rest because, um, as I, like I told my wife, actually, the first night I was here, that it felt like I was, it didn't feel like I was home, but it felt like I was at my best friend's house that I go to every day. It was like like a home mm. away from home. Like, it's like
1: hunting with friends rather than a. Guy. It never felt
0: yeah. awkward. Like even going into my room the first night, it mm. smelled like my grandmother's house. It was just like mm. everything was just so chill, and um, like we said that we got we got quite ill and um, medic Edwan over here took uh, good care of me, uh, feeding me drugs every so many hours and making sure I. <laughs> and ate that's with definitely him, for
1: and... another podcast because yeah. we have a video of that yeah well, that'll be on the chicks with things
0: yeah yeah well, we're not talking about the the fun bag of weed that was <laughs> that, was, that right. was at later at the campfire, but um no, that was really cool um and it was nice to um have like Edvon as well um ask me what I thought about mm. um what I was seeing and and what I thought, and kind of finding out what I knew as opposed to telling me mm. what I should know or don't know yeah. <laughs> I guess is what what I expected and um that and then this morning neville gave me some insights into a couple of different i'm I'm actually a pretty good tracker but um learned a couple things from neville this morning that i hadn't previously learned so i I, i'm definitely added to my skill set um looking at running tracks is what we were specifically talking about this morning um and gauging distance and 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 uh figuring out the best way to find blood when they're running and how to know which Mm. animal's which when there's a plethora of game tracks which i am not used to seeing like cattle paths with a million different tracks on them Mm -hmm. so that was definitely very very awe-inspiring too so appreciate that gents yeah
4: no that's um i'm glad i'm glad you actually uh, mentioned something about that because it takes us a long time to develop that skill Mm -hmm. and it means we Walk on a lot of tracks. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's something that you really have to own in, and and it mm. gets better with time. And then you might lose it again if you don't do it enough. Mm. Yeah, it's something you have to really keep and maintain.
0: Yeah, maintain. yeah.
4: Wow. So thanks for mentioning that. Wow.
0: It was interesting though, because I've never had to, I've never been able to track with someone else. I've always mm. had to track on my own. But one thing I did notice is when when we team tracked, that one person would stay on Last Blood, oh. which was awesome. And now when I do that alone. I have a roll of toilet paper yeah. in my um, my pocket, and I stick it on a little stick or something on a twig or something, so I know where that last blood was. And um, yeah, it was really it was a really cool experience. Um, the game here is definitely not canned, um, <laughs> except for that one with the ear tag, which yeah, that's that's a whole other story. yeah cowbell different podcast, the Bell. Yeah, different, that's podcast. different that's a different podcast, podcast. yeah, but um. Yeah, so it's definitely not a can hunt, and it's definitely not easy. And um, mm. being that, well, I've now matched uh, Goody. Mm. I have now hunted three continents, mm. Mm. which is cool. Um, very interesting thing. It's a very interesting thing to uh, realize after hunting, a lot of really easily spooked animals. My whole life, seeing how the uh, the water buck last night, just those things were. Like, if, if, like, I, I think I sniffed a little, and it, like, it was almost unheard, hearable, and they jumped Mm -hmm. about, a you know, a meter in the air, just like, whoa, and, um, yeah, talk about easily spooked animals here, and it's, uh, it's not an easy thing, even coming to full draws. I mean, they, they know you're there. They can't see you, but they know you're yeah, there. It's almost
1: sensitive. It's like and
0: there was an animal, and I'm trying to remember which one it was, that we said had the sixth sense, and they knew we were... Was it were you or you? They had the sixth sense, like they knew we were looking at them.
5: Yeah. Was it you? Me, yeah. It's, what animal was that? Uh, I was referring to, to Kudu in a previous, uh, previous experience, um, where uh, a, a cell phone was left on in the hide, and a. A a a message came through, although for, although the phone was on silent, um, it was as if they could actually sense yeah, the, the whip, sense headwind. the wave of the signal coming into that phone that they That's could incredible. sense
3: that. That's incredible. Yeah. Have you seen the size of a kudu's ear? I mean, if you yeah. if you think loud enough, it can hear you think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty
0: big.
1: Yes. Jeez.
0: Think the size of a. Uh, not, a, not a pro league football, but the miniature footballs, mm. the, the smaller handheld ones that you give kids. And that's approximately the size of a, a kudu's yeah. ear. That's, that's crazy. They're amazing. And I was really interested uh, to see when we were out earlier in the week that we saw some kudu out on the, um, the irrigation
3: Yeah, irrigation area. field. And
0: we saw them running through there, and, I, and they jumped a couple of fences and did some stuff. And, and I was surprised at how much they move like elk. They, they look like elk. They move like elk. But if you look at them close, obviously they look nothing like an elk. But they're um, very, very interesting. They are. Yes, they are. Hmm. you want to tell that story again? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Have you ever dreamed of hunting Africa, but you thought it was just out beyond your reach? Red Sand Safaris is situated in the heart of the Bushville in the Lampopo province of South Africa. With plentiful hunting opportunities in the African bush, along with its diverse bird life and natural beauty, Red Sands is a must for any adventurous hunter. Red Sands boasts a wide range of game, from the smallest and tiny of Steenbop to the mighty and dangerous Cape buffalo. At Red Sands Safari, they not only cater for rifle shooters, but they also cater for the bow hunter. So no matter what kind of hunting you're into, they've got you covered. All you need is a spirit of adventure and good aim. Welcome to Red Sand Safaris, where professional hunter and outfitter, Neil Becker, will work with you on a personal level, one-on-one, to make sure that you have the exact hunt that you are looking for. If you're keen on getting this Africa dream going, contact us directly at contact.rs.safaris all one word, at gmail.com. And remember to leave us the country that you're living in so we can get you out the correct brochure and price list. Is it time to make some dreams happen? I think it is.
1: I'll be out there next year. Will you? Welcome back to the show. Yes. We had to take a brief interlude. I had to take a crap that lasted for 20 minutes and it was delightful.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And it sounded like the Hiroshima and Nagasaki (laughs) bombing.
1: Hashtag need a new toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag
0: uh, less people died. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody would go at Hiroshima Nagasaki,
5: (laughs) if anybody would go back into history in South Africa, they would find uh, that we had a certain. Um, a military person that developed uh, chemical and biological agents for for, uh, um, war purposes. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to name any names, but I guarantee you, if he could bottle what came out of your body today, he would make a killing all over the world. Oh, darn it, mate.
4: He 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 would make a killing? He'd blow up the world. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) We'd all be dead.
2: For our fans, just
1: to let everybody know, I think the consistent theme or the consistent occurrence throughout this trip, from pretty much day one, was good as shit on everybody. I, 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 mean, I shit came out of my body, smells came out of my body that are going to outlast religion. Like that was just. <laughs> man, that, I, I,
3: Don't drop your phone on the table. There, right. There's yeah. no I in Team.
1: Yes, that's it. Yes, well, anyway. you no, know, but there is a me. No. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I. Um, <laughs> I think and there's also you in just... Buffalo. That's right, as Neil said earlier, and you and another word that rhymes with blunt. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's the right you on and one. blunt. Yes, there's the you and blunt.
0: So, anyway, anyways, uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up. We just wanna take a a real quick opportunity to say thank you to Neil and the staff mm-hmm. at Red Sand Safaris mm-hmm. for being Absolutely. such amazing hosts. Um, the service is second to none. Mm. The family atmosphere, second to none. Mm, I didn't, excellent. I didn't feel like I was being uh, told what to do. I felt like I was being allowed to do whatever I really wanted to do. And and like Neil said on the first night, as as clients, we can do anything we want except his wife. <laughs> and um, yeah,
3: so even my guides,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> he's a nice guy. Yeah. And Edwin has a very nice head.
1: So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Edwin gives a very nice head? What? Well, <laughs> well, That's a different podcast. We keep coming back to this other podcast. No, that's it. That's on. it. Oh
4: my gosh, that's yeah. below the line again. Yes, that's it. That's is that a that, short the joke? Line the, the belt line? Yeah. <laughs> is that
1: another short joke? Yeah.
4: <laughs> no.
1: I did want to say the only thing is there's um, a bit of um, short hating going on around
0: that's here. That's true. Because, because
1: Steve and I are stumpy. In short characters. supply. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we've got... Um, with the exception of the honorable Mister Edwan, <laughs> uh, we, we they've got a, a family of giants around here. Right, I'm not kidding. How tall are you, Neil? Seven hundred and eighty-two feet tall. <laughs>
2: yes,
0: and it's not like they're, they're not like a skinny or awkward. They're like a giant, yeah. like rugby. Bro- I
1: saw Neville hunting Crazy. a goose with a rake. That's how tall <laughs> that must <laughs> be. <is. laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. So the uh, your mom. Your mom is eight hundred feet tall. She patted me on the head. <laughs> oh man look how cute he is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not kidding. laughs> it's and then true. your little brother comes in.
1: Yeah. And well, I was up to testicle height on that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's shorter than Neil. Yeah, he's shorter than Neil. Yeah. Have like a right tracker. Right have a tracker, though. That's Hell of a tracker. Not slap me in the head. walking back to the kitchen. I know. <laughs> Hashtag awkward. <laughs>
4: it's it's because we eat those steaks that I made.
1: What's that? Oh yeah, that's yeah, it. See, yeah. that's like eat more steak.
4: What we have for breakfast. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Cause he eat a lot of meat. Yeah.
1: Well, I know. Steve-O and I on each other's shoulders come up to their navel.
5: That's it. And good, he's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
5: know, uh, referring to short people, I once heard uh, someone saying that uh, uh, that guy's so short, uh, when he has got a sore throat, he, he needs to go see the doctor to find out whether it's his tonsils or his piles. <laughs>
1: oh, <geez>. <laughs> 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 and given the crap I just took, that <coughs> ain't very wrong. <nice. laughs> okay.
0: I, th- I think the uh, crap has just kind of been hanging out on your leg all week.
1: That shit's been stayed relatively dry. I thought I had some trouser chili at one point, but I was okay. <laughs> I was I, a mess, man. There was one fart. I think it was in one of the. I was like, man, I, this you, is This is good. Does you awkward. carry
0: baby wipes in your pack?
1: I carried toilet paper. I, I stopped. Fighting it. Bonotabota. Bonotabota, that's right. See, I, I carry, I carry uh, wet wipes and like that. <laughs> the only problem with wet wipes is because I do some stinging shits. I've done a couple of wet wipes, <laughs> like baby wipes, and they've got the alcohol or something. And I've put that in, and you can hear the.
2: <laughs> oh, my, uh.
1: <laughs> to, you know what I'm talking about? And then, hey, yeah, oh, yeah. like you guys have never wiped your ass with a this wet wipe. Guy is like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> the only guy here that's wiped his ass. They you don't have kids yet.
4: Oh, you would. You give him the little finger, and then he just takes both of your hands.
1: <laughs> you've got and, a kid and your ass. Ne- yeah, never. You've got a kid. At some point, you're gonna say to yourself, "I'm using the wet wipe," and it's lovely. It's 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 refreshing.
0: I keep them in down my. There. I keep adorable. them
5: in my car.
0: Yeah. Well, like all the time, I always have a pack in my car. There's yeah, always good. three packs in my yeah. house because I just everything.
1: used to take them outside and hose them down. Well, yeah, sorry, that's just, yeah. We're not that South African round here, but <laughs> well, I'm just telling you. Well, I got on.: Because you got to remember,
5: his children were born
0: kind of mid World War One.
1: <laughs> they didn't have baby wipes.
0: <laughs> they didn't have baby
1: wipes. You went down some papyrus. But now I got turned on when you just
2: think,
0: wad it up a lot to soften yeah. it
1: just a little. No, no, yeah. no. It's it's you just you double fold it, you put it up to your ankle or up to your elbow, get it all, wash it all out. It cleans you right out.
0: He knows this because he was around when the Dead Sea. He was just sick. That's it.
1: Yeah. Neville, you're looking at me like I'm stoned. I'm yeah, telling be, you. Be, yeah. Go because, home.
4: Because we've been talking about your shits for the last twenty five minutes
1: and i'm telling you how to clean it up uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I
4: would never have to clean it up like, it's, it's lovely it's refreshing so, that's a, i'd prefer if we go back to hunting
1: oh oh yeah yeah, yeah oh, that's, oh that's this is that podcast so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's my
4: pleasure reminding you of.
0: however uh, since we're getting back to hunting can i I'll, baby my, wipes are really good for getting blood off your hands in the field too Yep. Yeah.
4: Uh, and
1: for wiping your ass. The you only problem is you just get the non centered you
5: get unscented
1: ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right.
4: I prefer to lick it off. Your See, hands?
3: Or your, yeah, my hands. The blood. The blood. Shit? The, the blood, does the blood oh, off my what's hands. What's it say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dark, dangerous. Up, yeah.
4: <laughs> no, you just went back to your shit. I, I was say, talking no, about her. <laughs> <kissing laughs> <the
1: rug>. ah, <laughs> keeping <laughs> us <up> on track, <laughs> Neville. Yeah, I'm keeping. Yeah. There's a reason. Exactly. That's there's a reason he comes that back a need.
0: lot. There's a reason he often comes back a lot, missing
3: socks. Should we have started the podcast by saying we're white? Because we're from South Africa.
1: I think everybody figured that out. Oh, okay, but yeah. the staff—you don't sound like Mandela, man. I don't
2: <laughs>
3: <know>. <laughs> but the staff's not. Well, most of them are. You
0: know what I do want to do that before we before we close out, I think we need to do a quick nod to um, our Skinner, Elijah. Elijah.
1: Man, he was like a serial killer with that shit.
0: Elijah
3: is from Zimbabwe. Yeah. He's got one eye.
1: How did he get the one eye?
3: We don't know, but sometimes never call him Torch, because he will he will skin you. <laughs> he hates it when you call him Torch. What does that mean? Yeah, you got one, one eye. On. Oh yeah. <laughs> and now he's going. he's going to do that all see, the time. No, no, you're right? See, you're killing me. You now. can't tell him stuff
4: <laughs> like exactly. that. Exactly. I exactly. Mean, it's going to kill. Me. I've been with you for a week and I know this stuff. You know. Stuff like you know that. the thing. He's
0: going to be like, hey,
1: can I borrow a torch? Hey, <laughs> torch. Yeah. I can't see anything. You right. got a torch, Elijah?
4: <laughs> get him back to Elijah.
5: And, uh, can I borrow your torch? Yeah. Just uh, yeah. on, on the one event where we came back with a, with a zebra and uh, the warthog that uh, Steve hunted, Elijah, in his dry sense of humor, asked, uh, uh, who killed these two animals? And Steve said, I did. Uh, his dry response was, you,
1: very dangerous man. <laughs> nice. Nice. <Yeah. laughs> that's legendary. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but he's been amazing. Yeah. Like, seriously, if I was going to be a serial killer, I'd want his skills. Because yeah. you could tell he could cut somebody's head and wear it as a hat.
0: And he's got no depth perception.
1: None? He's got one
0: <laughs> eye, no depth perception, and he is an amazing skinner. Like... It took him 35
1: minutes to actually be able to cut the <laughs> He kept cutting, swiping the knife too short, but eventually he got it. He worked his way into it. It's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's done it before.
0: Yeah, he's very good at it. Yes. He's, he's, he takes a while, but he's very good at it. He's very clean and fun.
1: And he loves it
4: he enjoys it. he drop everything. And have you seen that? Yeah. He literally be like, runs I've been na- the be there. I've been there now. Yeah. Like, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Just wait for him. That's me. right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. when I collected him tonight to come and do the skinning on the on the Diker, he was busy preparing his supper. Mm-hmm. And he virtually just took the pot off the fire, placed it next to the fire, put the lid on, jumped on the vehicle and said,
4: let's go. Fantastic. Let's yeah. go. Excellent. If only we could all be like that. Yeah. In our professions.
0: Uh,
1: That's it. Absolutely.
0: Very cool cat anyway. And uh, our wait, our um, our housekeeper. I don't know her name. Etty. Etty, she's very cool as well. Very mm. nice lady. Helps us out and keeps our rooms clean and yeah. keeps the stink out of the lodge. <laughs>
1: well, don't <till laughs> put back in. But we won't go there because Neville's sensitive about talking about it. No, so. I'm not
4: sensitive. <laughs> I'm just keeping it the topic. He's
1: just, he's just been
0: smelling it all week, and oh, he yeah. just wants to he's get like, it I'm out of his now. head. Yeah,
1: i done it. With it. I'm done. So yeah. look, to echo um, your sentiments, I think the experience that I took away from it uh, the whole week is really the, the quality of the service here and the relationships that are easy to form with people you hunt with. And I think um, it, it's something that if somebody says, look, I'm thinking about hunting Africa and we run into it in our hunting circles, probably more in the U.S. than we would in Australia. I'm certainly in Australia. This has got to be the outfit you'd recommend. Absolutely. On just so many fronts, right? You've got a range of animals from a a diker to a buffalo, and in terms of difficulty, in terms of spot and stock options, in terms of hide hunting, you've got a range of options. You've got, uh, again, options for non-hunters, which I think is actually part of an appeal because it's oftentimes easier to go if you can bring your non-hunting family along. I know and my, had,
0: my spouse is ready to come back yeah. with me.
1: And again, I know that Zoe and Katrina would come. So I, I think, you know, f- from my perspective, I'll always be an advocate for Red Sand so far as in terms of our community back in Australia. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for that. And to just give you a little plug as well, I mean, you guys will obviously hear the commercial that we have in every show for Red Sands, but... um. If, you, if you're keen to check this out, uh, you can get hold of me, actually. Um, and I'm happy to help you out with that at contact.rs safaris at gmail.com. And I will work between Neil and myself, we'll get you out the correct price list for your country of choice. And we'll get this thing going. And that sounds like a lot of good time. So we're going to let these guys go to bed because it's way past our bedtimes here. And um, with everybody still being a little under the weather, we're just going to say thank you. good night. Good night. Yeah. Good night.
5: That guy.